Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory. I just want to be with him. I just want to be with you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I want to thank you for responding to the Holy Ghost today. Amen. I want to thank you for responding to the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. That's what makes a difference. Is the Holy Ghost is what makes the difference. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated just for a few minutes. Before I get into the message, I'd like to go over some things. I'm great. It's great to be in the house of the Lord today. I want to give honor to our veterans, whom I am very grateful for, for their sacrifice for our lives. And thank God that they're able to still be with us today, uh, that they have not lost their lives, and that we are able to give them honor while they are here. Amen. Ladies Conference, what can I say? I, I, amen, amen, amen. Uh, I'm sorry for all you ladies that didn't go. Um, you missed a mighty move of God. I only got to go Friday night, and I felt a little bit out of place, but finally uh, um, Sister Wright said, no, we want more men coming. And so I will be there next year. Again, it was a tremendous move of God. Uh, Sister Bonnie ministered extremely under the unction and the anointing of the Holy Ghost on uh, Friday night. I'm sure she ministered, uh, from what I gathered, she ministered everything, every service that she did under the unction and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Um, I want to remind you that we have prayer on Friday night. Amen. 730, 730 to 8.30. I have Brother Flores coming back with us again on su Saturday as a yard sale. I will be with the Spanish in um, buoy. So we will need some men to be here for this yard sale to make sure tables are available. Uh, lab you're here to labor and help uh, everyone that's putting this, my daughter and sister Teresa are putting this yard sale to, uh, on. Uh, so we need you to be here to help them. It will run from 7.30 to 12 uh, and all. And I don't know, you know, this is what happens to online service um, when you're not in the house of God. You don't get to experience, as Sister Roxy said, it's different being in the house of the Lord. Amen. She wished she lived closer so she could be here because the power and the glory of the body being united and the flow of the Holy Ghost is way different than sitting in your home. But Randy Whitley uh, wanted me to convey his uh, appreciation to our church for praying for him. He is now out of the hospital. Um, He uh, is still on oxygen. He probably will be on that for at least another two weeks. So it'll be a month that he's been on oxygen from COVID. So continue to pray for him. Uh, Cindy, uh, brother and sister McCauley's friend, 
uh, that had cancer in the eye. Uh, both operations were uh, uh, um, good, successful. Thank you. Um, amen. Uh, one, of her, one of their replies back to Brother McCauley was, they thanked the church and thank you for praying. Uh, they were able to move all, remove all cancer and reconstruct her whole eyelid. Amen. The power of prayer. Hallelujah. Uh, we had a funeral on Friday at 2 o'clock up in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, Bishop Martinsburg, excuse me. Martinsburg, uh, Bishop and Senior First Lady and Brother Thompson. Brother Thompson went and represented Grace Gospel. Uh, you know, Bishop had been longtime friends of the Willises, and so um, can't say that a funeral is ever, ever really a great time in the Lord, but there was a good spirit. There was a good spirit there. And so we want to continue to hold the Willis family up. They, they started the trip to Arkansas that night, and so we want to hold them up before the Lord in prayer. And again, um, I, I give all glory and all honor to the Lord. Um, probably I don't do this enough, but I give honor to our bishop and senior first lady. Amen. Um, because what we are, what we are uh, uh, experiencing and operating and, and our ability to come together as a uh, unit and a united uh, congregation is because of their labor in the kingdom of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. It goes back to 66, 67, and um, uh, our bishop moved from West Virginia and took my mother and my sister and I out of West Virginia and brought us here. And this district exists and when I say this district, the Maryland, D.C. district is here because of him and Brother McIntyre. They were the first two that came to Maryland and uh, started forging work and doing a work in the kingdom of God and winning souls and, and encouraging men of God to come here for, to uh, be uh, church planners. Amen. And little bit did I know that I don't know how long he was in foreign missions, but he's been everything in this district just about. Uh, but um, little bit did I know, you know, that I would be walking in, you know, they just renamed my, the mission, North American Mission, which was actually home missions. And um, little bit did I know I would even be holding an office that he held at one time in our district. And so I give honor to our bishop uh, for the years of service in our district. We wouldn't have a church here if it wasn't for our senior first lady and our bishop. Uh, I am very grateful for them. Their support, their faithfulness to the kingdom of God. There were times I'm sure that they went through times like COVID but didn't know just when people just didn't come to church. Right? COVID gave everybody an excuse now not to come but back then they just didn't come. And so, I, I don't know, you know, my hat's off to him. I'm giving him honor, and, and I appreciate his dedication, his loyalty to the ministry and to the Word of God, and never letting down. Amen. Amen. I've got tapes that you can go in there, and he's preached everything I've preached just about. Well, I've preached that. I'm sorry, I've preached everything he's preached just about. Maybe in a different, um, in a different way, but 
God has kept the truth in the church. You know, when churches start saying, hey, invite someone and we'll give them a free beer at, Sunday, at church on Sunday, that's a sad place to be when a pastor has to pull out and say, hey, we're going to have beer today. Bring, bring a guest. That's true. I just got that. I got an article. There's a pastor doing it. I would tell you that if I pull out the bottle of beer and start saying invite someone, you better find a new pastor. Amen. Don't leave. You better get rid of the pastor. Amen. That's right. I'm going out the door because there's something wrong when the world comes into the church when the church should be what is changing the world, not the world changing the church. Stand with me so we can honor the word, and then I'll get right into what God has laid in my spirit. Galatians 6, 9. So what I want to say to you, I, I was going to pull an article that C.S. Lewis wrote. Uh, the article was that he was having church on a Sunday evening, and a whole bunch of guests came in and came in early, and so he said, uh, you know, well, let me show you the church. And so he started taking them through the church, and and when he started taking them through the church, uh, he said, uh, I want to take you down to the basement. And so they begin to walk through the basement, and all of a sudden, the people that were going there could hear a, a noise. And so he said, I want to take you to the power plant. And they said, the power plant? And he said, yes, I want to take you to the power plant. When he got down to the power plant, there were people laying on their face, kneeling and praying for that very service that God would move miraculously in that service. You know why we're coming together on Friday nights to pray? Because that's the prayer plant. That's the power plant. That's what's bringing the flow that's happening in the church right now. Because the body has become united and has said on Friday nights, yes, I could be watching uh, CSI and, and Blue Bloods, and I could be uh, maybe turning back something, uh, you know, that we shouldn't be turning back, but, but I, I could be hanging out with somebody, but I've come because I've got a made-up mind, uh, because I want to see the glory and the power of God. So I've got to thank Mother Maddie because she came in early today. Uh, her clock was early, and so she showed up, and she went in the prayer room and began to pray. So we had the power plant operating earlier than we got in this place. Hey, do you need, do you need, they got them back there. So the Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, as you can tell, I, I'm fired up. I feel the power and the glory of God. The Bible says, and let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. Verse 10 says, let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in to the things of this world, to the things of Satan, to the likeness of things that interrupt what we're doing in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. Bishop, would you just pray for me today that, the, that I'll be what God wants me to do, the conduit. Father, would you, 
extend your hand. Everyone in the house. And he will be anointed. God, there's souls. On your word. Souls are weighing in the balance in the scales. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That need to be renewed. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yea, Lord. In Jesus' name. The name that's above every name. The name that ever needs to bow. And in earth. That name is mighty and it's powerful. And that name is Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Bishop. Hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I haven't started my timer, so don't y'all start your timer. Um, uh, I'd just like to let you know um, uh, the Lord is good, church. I, I, I want you to know what I'm about ready to speak is in the Word of God came to me this morning in Ezekiel 33. Now, that's not a part of this, but this is what God gave me just, just before I came in here in Ezekiel 33. Again, the word of the Lord came to, unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man, excuse me, the Son of Man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not, blow not the trumpet and the people be warned, be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will require at the watchman's hand. So that, so thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou doest not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Therefore, O thou son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? 
Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? Therefore, thou son of man, say unto thy children of thy people, the righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. As for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall thereby in the day that he turneth from his wickedness, neither shall he shall the righteous be able to live for his righteousness in the day that he sinneth. When I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live if he trust in his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteousness shall not be remembered for, but for his iniquity that he hath committed, he shall die for it. This is a long chapter. God has set me as a watchman. I do not apologize for being your watchman. I stand before you with something to preach to you. Yes, I just gave you encouraging by Galatians 6, 9. But also there comes a warning that as the man of God speaks the word of God, that you heed the word of God. God is coming back for a people. I've started my timer. God is coming back for a people that have set themselves apart. Our first lady was up here encouraging you to seek and reach, to push, to touch, to get a hold of the power and the glory of God that was operating in this place. God was operating spiritually through her, and she was flowing in the Holy Ghost. There comes a time that the God's people have to have an ear for what thus saith the Lord. And we, if we're going to see things that we want to see, if we want to see the prodigal saved, if we want to see supernatural healings, if we want to see victories and breakthroughs, then we've got to be ready and willing to flow in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to talk to you today about the battle before the breakthrough. The battle before the breakthrough. I'm not going to tell you that these ladies have come back from a powerful time in the Holy Ghost. Uh, they have been in heavenly places. The glory of God has been so uh, permeated that it feels like putting on a jacket because of his power being so immense in that place. Those of you that did not go, you missed a tremendous. And I'm not saying that because I want you to feel bad. I'm just telling you that you need to understand that when there is a ladies' conference, you need to be there because there is a flow that happens for just the ladies, amen. And there's nothing wrong with us men going to the night service, amen, and being ministered to by a lady. All right. Amen. But there was this great military general, and he said this. Once a military general was asked to reveal the three greatest things he learned throughout his military career, he became silent. And he looked at the men in the room and women. I'm going to look at the men and the women. I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to transpose it a little bit. He became very silent. He looked at the men and the women in the room and he replied this. Never quit. Never, never give up. He paused. Then he repeated. Never quit. Never, never give up. 
he paused for a moment again. And he looked at him again the final time. He said, never quit. Never, never give up. Just because your prayer has not been answered yet. Never give up. Never, never quit. Just because financial blessings have not come yet. Never quit. Never, never give up. Just because the healing hasn't taken place yet. Never quit. Never, never give up. Tell somebody, never give up. The Bible tells you and I to not get weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give up. The challenge for you and I is whether the storm before the breakthrough comes and I give up. The challenge for you and I is to know that every mountaintop of victory will have a valley of the shadow of death. I think back on our bishop and senior first lady's ministry. I can't talk for my sister, but I can talk for myself. can only imagine how bishop would preach about children being saved, about family members coming out of the world and being delivered. How about God renewing the mind of the children, restoring the children to where they belong in their heritage in the kingdom of God. And yet, his very son was walking in the iniquity and the sin of the things of this world. But yet he got up here every Sunday morning and he preached to a body. God is coming back for a people that have made themselves ready. Never gave up. Never quit. Continue to re preach and teach Bible studies when yet his own child was lost, dying and going to hell. But yet he got up every day and he tried to teach a Bible study. Every day he never gave up. He held to the Word of God. He held to the power and the glory of God. The challenge for you and I is to know that in between victories are struggles. The challenge for you and I is to know that in between breakthrough and battles and before every new breakthrough, there is a harder battle than the one before. It's easy to quit. It's easy to give up. It's easy to go, you know what, I don't want to go to this church no more. It's easy to quit. It's easy to say, oh, it's COVID, COVID, COVID. That's why I'm not coming to church. It's easy to quit. It's easy to get mad at you as a brother or sister in the church and go, ah, they don't love me no more. I'm leaving. I'm checking out. Instead of going to someone and saying, I've been, I, feel like I'm, I feel like you hurt me. And if you're a child of God, you're not going to say, well, I would never hurt you, right? Well, what did I do? 
That's what, that's what you should say. Right? In my relationship with my wife, if I've hurt her, she says, that hurt me. If I was unbeknownst of what I did that hurt her, right, I'm going to go, what did I do? Why am I going to do that? Because I, I want to ask for forgiveness. I want to make it right. I don't want to do it again. Right? I don't, wanna, I, don't want, I don't want my home to be divided. I don't want my home to have friction in it. I don't want to come home and, and feel a cold something in my home. Right? So the same thing in the body of God. We give up. We quit. We get mad at sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so. We get mad at this. We get into ministry. We, we don't even... Things happen, right? And we give up. And we blame it on life. Thank God Jesus didn't blame things on life. The only way to get through the battle is to stay in it. Amen. Our military never gave up. They fought knowing that a bullet flying through the air could catch them at any moment. Same way with Jesus walking this earth three and a half years. Walked it knowing where he was going. His final destination was Calvary. He knew that. You don't, look, let me, let me tell you, you don't really think that he walked that three and a half years and was like, oh, dear God, you're going to make me go there? He already knew the plan that was set out before him. He already knew. He was walking this earth healing people, teaching par uh, parables so that they would be handed down to you and I so that we might be the new disciples of Christ Jesus doing the work in the kingdom of God, knowing that we could come persecuted, knowing that we might die for his name's sake. He didn't walk that going, man, this is good. I got power. I, got, I can bring people out the grave. People that had 12 years of long sickness, touch, just touch my clothing. I spit in some dirt and put mud in a man's eye. This is amazing. He knew why he was there. You, and he never quit. He went all the way to that cross. All the way in God's people, we live in a world of technology, a world of wealth, a world that, that things that appeal to our flesh that have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. But yet, we want to see the battle and the victory. We don't, we, um, excuse me, we don't want to see the battle. We just want to see victories. Well, I'm sorry. I would love for it to be that beautiful. But the very, the very, if anybody told you that being a child of God was going to be a, a walk in the park and beautiful roses and posies all day long and people saying, you know, love you. Not walking behind you with the knife, right, to stab you in the back. There's challenges in your walk with God. Why? Because battle indicates a breakthrough. Amen. Battle indicates a breakthrough. Moses was used to deliver the people of Israel, but he faced a battle, a battle with Pharaoh. David was used as king, but he battled Goliath.
Amen. Nehemiah was used to rebuild the walls, but he battled opposition. You're going to battle every single thing that every man of God and woman of God that came before us has had to battle to make it into the kingdom of God. But there is a breakthrough. Joseph was used of God, but he battled haters. <laughs> so if you are in a battle right now, that is a good sign. If you're not in a battle, that's a very bad sign. That means the devil already has you. The devil already has you. I watch people go, I'm not in no battle. Let me ask you something. How many of you have a loved one that's not saved? That should be your first and foremost battle right there. You're in a battle. You just don't realize it, maybe. I've got children that need Jesus. I believe that my children are coming back to the kingdom of God. I see my children, whether they're in this church or the church in White Plains, I see them sitting in a pew, serving God, ministering, lifting up the name of Jesus. That's what I see. How many of you are praying the very same prayer of faith? see him in just sitting on a pew. I see him with hands lifted up. I see him walking, talking, teaching, witnessing, praying, laying hands on the sick, sick being healed. I see him reading the word of God. I see him preaching the word of God. And just because your children don't live in this area, you let me tell you something. I see all three of your girls in the house of God serving the Lord with their husbands in Jesus' name and your grandchildren being saved in Jesus' name. Can you get the vision with me? The battle, it's a battle, but we're going to see a breakthrough. In between the victories, there are attacks. In between the breakthrough, there are battles. There could be no triumph without being tried. There could be no testimony without the test. There could be no victory without a battle. There could be no resurrection without the crucifixion. Our greatest battle comes right before our greatest breakthrough. The darkest time is right before the dawn. The battle usually rages at its highest right before the victory. Most of these folks that are military that, that experience war could actually talk about when, when literally they were in the trenches and shooting guns at the enemies and bullets flying over their head. And when the children of Israel and the, uh, the disciples were following Jesus and they they saw the same hatred that we see today, right? We see hatred for Jesus now just as much as it was for them that day. They hated Jesus. They hated him for what he did. They hated him for what he stood for. They hate you for what you stand for. But I've come to tell you that is only a battle. 
Amen. And there is victory that's going to happen through the breakthrough. Amen. And we're going to have to stay the course to see the breakthrough in Jesus' name. So if you don't turn back, we will inherit new territory. Amen. Uh, the enemy will fight us harder than ever before because he knows that you're, you're closer to victory than you've ever been before. Don't give up. No, t not time. This is not a time. I, I, I've said to many a people, I've watched people turn from God. Right? Back in the 80s, it might have been all right to turn from God. Some of our children come to church. They sit on a pew. You ask them how they're doing. They're doing fine. Some of our children don't quite understand what's actually going on in this world. Everything that's going on in this world right now is being set up for the return of Christ. I'm not worried about what's going on. In, in the, I'm not even worried about the gas. Let it go. You know what it tells me? That if it, if it tears down the infrastructure and nobody can drive again, you know what we'll do? We'll get more faith in God. Right, right? We're going to be saying, ride your bike over here at 8001. We're having prayer tonight. Ride the bicycle. All right, come on. Let's all take and put our money together and pile up in the pickup truck and in the backs and in the seats and let's all go. We'll just cover us up with a blanket and nobody will see us in the car. We're going to, to 4407 Danville Road. We're going out on Croom, Croom Station Road. We're going to have prayer. We're going to seek the face of God. We're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. We're going to see God move. We're going to see the lost husbands, the lost wives. We're going to see them saved. I had a very, I had a person, I spoke to a person last night, and, and God is dealing with them. You know how you, you know how you know when God's dealing with people, emotions start to get in the way, right? Which is a good thing. That lets me know God's dealing on the inner man. Amen. So it lets me know that God is about to do something greater than what I ever anticipated him doing. For 25 years, there's been a testimony going out of my mouth about the goodness of God. And all of a sudden, God is beginning to shed some light on what God is about to do in these people's lives. And there are miracles, signs, and wonders that are going to come. So don't ever... Look at talking to someone and befriending someone and it's been 25 years or 28 years and they haven't turned to God. There is a time appointed that God has set in place. Let them come and sit here and think that they're saved. But there is a day coming that God is going to turn things around and the battle is going to be won and there's going to be victory in our family in Jesus' name. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I'm telling you right now, don't give up. You're right on the border of a breakthrough. You're right on the edge of seeing something miraculous happen. I've had people say, yeah, imagine he could have said this. I don't know if he ever, he never told me he ever said it, but I'm sure he could have or he did. Maybe he never told me. He probably, he probably if he did, it would have been like this. Someone give him a word of encouragement, right? Reverend Reynolds, I just want to let you know, I feel God's going to do something with your son. Just, it'll be all right. Just hang in there. 
in his mind, he'd probably say, you don't know my son. Now, I don't know that. He probably don't want to say it, but you know what I mean? In, in his mind, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about a battle. I'm talking about a spiritual battle. I'm talking about a battle that he was trying to see the victory, but he was in the valley of the shadow of death with his son living where he was. And in his mind, he's going, you don't know who Alan is. You don't know what he did to his family. You don't know how he's walked away from us. You don't know how he disowned the home and the family. You don't know the drugs that he's all wrapped up in. Whether you ever voiced that or not, I don't know. But I can tell you that there had to be a time that he may not have been able to voice it to anybody else. He dropped to his knees and he went to the one that he could call out my name for. And he went to the Lord and he said, God, in the name of Jesus, you told me in your word to raise up my child in the way that they should go and they would not depart when they're old. I had to believe. I have to believe that he held to the word of God despite what the visual eye Years, I was 31 years old. That means I left church at 15, somewhere near 16. Living a riotous life. Don't know why God didn't kill me other than it's because of this day right here. He should have let me die because of my lifestyle. So I encourage you in accidents to hold on to the glory of God. He watched the car flip upside down at 55 mile an hour. It may have even been going faster than that by the time it flipped and hit the ice. It was like a sled. Never hit a Never hit one side of the bridge. <laughs> it should have hit the bridge, which would have ejected them out of the car. My wife and my sister, my, we weren't married yet, but my future wife. I was not, or maybe they were seatbelted in. Were you all seatbelted in? They were seatbelted in, I wasn't. So I definitely would have been ejected. The prayer of the righteous. That's where the prayer of the righteous. Don't stop praying for your child. Amen. Though the battle looks tough, though the battle looks bleak, though it looks like it, it, it looks dark and they're not saved and they're not following Jesus like you want them to follow, hear me. Keep praying because there's a breakthrough coming. There's something coming around the corner. You see, a body builder doesn't get what uh, by what doesn't get built and strength built by watching someone else work out right he don't just he don't watch uh you know someone pound weight right 
And then his triceps just automatically become nice and defined and the belly comes back up here and all that good stuff, right? <laughs> it's nice. It would be nice. It would be nice. It would be nice. It would be nice. It would be, nice. be nice. But it don't happen like that. It's something you got to do, right? You got to work at it. You got to push away from some things. I got to stop eating candy. I got to stop eating sweets. I got to, I got to start eating clean, right? I got to start eating, eating, eating whatever she says I got to eat, <laughs> right? The strength that you and I need in order to get into our promise is in the struggle. Unfortunately, in the struggle is where most people give up. The struggles where most people give up. It's, it's easier to press, to just quit than to press through. It's easier to say, oh God, they're in your hand. Forget, I, I, they're yours. Right? But, uh, but the bishop told one person in here, I think it was Mother Maddie, if you don't pray for them, who will? I've come to bring good news to, for someone this morning now. The Bible says if you and I don't give up, we will reap in the harvest. Amen. In other words, if we don't give up in the midst of a struggle, we will get what God has for us. Hebrews 10 35 through 36 says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promises. Here's what the Amplified says. Do not, therefore, fling away your fearless confidence, for it has a glorious and great reward, great reward, for you have need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. Put that back up there, sister, please. In the Amplified. Do you have Amplified? Or, oh, Brother Aaron, I'm sorry. There we go. Amplified. Do not, therefore, fling away your fearless confidence, for it has a glorious and great reward. Give me 36. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, that ye might receive the promise. How come yours is not reading? Is that 36? Oh, okay. You don't have my Amplified? Okay. Well, my Amplified says this. For you have need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. Okay. What is compromising? That's right. Compromising is giving in to the things that they want to do. Oh, no. Not giving in to the things they want to do. I'm going to love them as Christ loves them. But I'm not giving in. I'm going to continue my walk. I'm not turning back. He's brought me too far to turn back on him now. I'm not compromising my walk with Jesus for nobody. One person put it like this. Get happy when you see spiritual contention in your life. Yeah. 
That's hard, isn't it? I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say it again. One person put it like this. Get happy when you see spiritual contention in your life. Why? It means you're on the verge of a breakthrough and a promotion. Now, most of you are going, oh, promotion on my job. It's promotion in the kingdom of God. That means you're leaving this level that you've been walking for so long. And now God's about ready to promote you to a new level of walking by faith, not by sight, of laying hands. Who, who knows what your next level of, of, of your walk will be? It could be teaching Bible studies that you thought you could never teach. God wants to take us from strength to strength, victory to victory, and glory to glory. I'm so far, have, have I run out of time? I sure have. But here's the thing. I, I, need to, I need you to get this. It is the job of the enemy to discourage you. And in between the victory to victory, in between the glory to glory, and in between the strength to the strength, here's, he's going to try to bring many difficulties your way. He's going to bring all the reason why you shouldn't be in the house of God on Sunday morning. He's going to put things in your life that, that keep you from showing up the prayer meeting, uh, which is not mandatory, on Friday night. Yet, I want to come through. I want a breakthrough. Amen. Every battle I go through, I want a breakthrough. But the only way that breakthrough is going to come is when I commit to the kingdom of God and the prayer of God. Amen. You know why when you know why today's service, I believe it's all because of the prayer of the righteous. Amen. I believe it's because the church is praying. This morning you may feel things are breaking up and just being destroyed, but I am here to tell you that things are breaking through. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It is the job of the enemy to get you to surrender during the weeping of the night. So we'll never experience the joy in the morning. Here's a quote that I want you to understand that I'm about ready to give. I look at a stone cutter hammering away. And this is Jacob uh, Persistence, uh, Rias on Persistence. I look at a stone cutter hammering away at a rock a hundred times without so much as a crack showing in it. Yet at the hundred and first blow, it splits in two. I know it was not the first blow that did it, but all that had gone on before that last blow. So the more we push to God, the more we pray, the more we seek the face of God, the more we come through, the more we stay the course, the more, though I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, you need to thank God you're in the valley of the shadow of death. I'm not saying just dwell there and stay there, but you need to say, God, you're with me. There's a, there's a reason I'm here, but I'm, while I'm here, I just want you to know I'm walking with you. I want you to know that whatever reason I'm here, I'm going to see victory through this, this place of darkness, this place of the valley of where their dry bones are and, and where people don't care and people are not loving people and people are hating on people. But God, I'm right here. I'm right here. My children aren't in church, God, but I'm still walking in the valley of the shadow of death. That's okay, God. I know you're going to return them. I know they're going to come back to the kingdom of God. Oh, God, I, I just see they're, they're, every time I turn around, something being spewed in darkness at me. But though the darkness is being spewed at me, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm being persistent. 
God, I can't do it alone. And here's where we get, where we get twisted. We always think we can do this on our own. Right? We think we're spiritual Hercules and um, the green man, the Hulk, right? Uh, we, we think we can do these things on our own, and none of us can do it on our own. Amen. I can tell you right now, if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost and me having a faithful prayer life, I would have failed a long time ago. Amen? Amen. I, I, I can tell you right now, and you all don't like to hear what I like to say, but I'm a transparent person, but if it wasn't for the Lord, I couldn't be faithful to this woman. Amen. I love her, but if it wasn't for the Lord, all you men go, right? Y'all just don't know. You're all one step away from stepping into sin. I don't care what your prayer life is. It can all look like you've got a prayer life, but you've got to get in the Word. You've got to be praying. You've got to be seeking the face of God. You can't be afraid to fast. You've got to call on the name of Jesus. You can't let shenanigans go on when there should be nothing but power and glory happening in your life. I don't know how else to tell you. You know why marriages break up? Marriages break up because someone has not been on their knees praying. Seeking the face for their wife or for their husband. Amen. The Bible says, you know, the Bible says that if, if she's contentious and she's loud and, and, and cranky, get up in the corner. Get away from her. I'm not saying, and it's the same way if the man's cranky. I'm just going to paraphrase it. If the man's cantankerous and cranky and got a mouth on him, go up in the corner of the house and begin to call fire down up on him. Or her. Don't be afraid what kind of fire comes from heaven on him. Because it only means that he's going to burn out everything that's unkind, unworthy of his spirit in that vessel and will deliver you the kind of man or kind of woman that you want if you will pray for him. Here's the problem. We look at him and we just get discouraged with him. God, I got to go lay up in that bed with her tonight. Right? Oh, my God, I got to walk in and have dinner with her and look at her. How much of Jesus is that? Just think if, if, if the problem is, is you don't, you don't get it. You know, you're looking in the mirror right now. Jesus is right here. And he didn't say one thing like that. He didn't go, man, if you could just get your act together, you're about a sloppy, messed up person. You ugly? Your spirit's ugly? He didn't say that. The whole time, he's hoping that either someone will minister to me or witness to me, and I will go, God, please forgive me. And he's waiting with the eraser. See, y'all don't understand that. The eraser's in his hand. He's just waiting for me to say, dear God, I'm asking you to forgive me of all my sins. And as soon as you start to say, God, I'm asking you to forgive me of all. There it goes. All the way down that board. And it, begin, it continues to go. And it's all gone. Now I start afresh again. The goal is, is that I continue to walk in this battle. And I stay in this battle for the breakthrough 
for the love of Christ, for God's power to flow through me and into somebody else. Come on, musician. I'm not going to finish this message. I can tell you right now, I'm not going to finish. Come on. Today's culture is a fast food, instant message, quick fix type of culture that can be led, that can lead to us being impatient individuals. Sometimes you're impatient about what God's about to do. Sometimes we might even get the attitude if we have a battle for, for it or wait for it. It is not of God, but I dare you to, take, to be like Jacob and be willing to wrestle for your breakthrough. I just got so much to say to you, and I'm not got enough time. Here's what I'm going to tell you. That was my timer. David's next level didn't come without a battle. The giant tried to intimidate David with his words. There's a voice in your ear saying, they'll never make it back to church. There's a voice telling you, my marriage will never be good. There's a voice telling you that you'll never see your children saved. There's a voice saying that I'll never teach a Bible study. Believe me, the giant in the next level will try to discourage us from going to the next level by saying things like, what do you think you're doing? Who do you think you are? You don't have what it takes to get to this level. It's not going to happen for you this time. You'll ne you will never, ever get free of the things that you're addicted to. Things are not going to change. Just give up and quit. Just give up and quit. Samuel and 1 Samuel 17, 38 through 39, the Bible says, And Samuel armed David with the, his armor, and he put on the helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go. It meant he, it was very difficult for him to carry what he had on him, for he had not proved it. He had never tried to use that armor. Some of you try to fight battles with things you've never, you've never took it to the Lord. You try to fight it on your own uh, mindset and how things in the carnal operate. And so... Uh, and so David, uh, and so and David said unto Saul, "I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them." And David put them off. And the next thing that I would like to to point out is that God used what was tested in David's life to defeat the giant. Let me tell you something. Here's the thing that has been tested in your life and my life, and that's prayer. When you go before God in prayer. Just like David, down at the brook, he picked up the five stones, and he was waiting. And when the giant began to defile the name of the Lord, David said, no, not today. Not today, giant. Not my God. You don't know my God. My God has brought me through the lion." He brought me through the bear. You're no different than those that I have already come through. This battle's nothing compared to those battles. My God will defeat you. And he began to swing that, that uh, slingshot or whatever you call it. I guess you'd call it a slingshot. In my, my, and then he let it go. 
stone hit the giant. And the giant came down. Often question, why was there five stones? Because David knew there would be another battle. <laughs> David knew there would be another battle. Stand with me. Just because you defeat one giant in your life doesn't mean there's not going to be another giant coming your way. The thing you've got to remember is, is that you've already defeated some giants. You've already overcame. You've already seen breakthroughs in your life and in your walk with God. And you've got to let this battle play out. And you've got to trust God in this battle because victory is on the horizon. Things are happening in the spirit realm. Things are happening that you and I, I know we already had a major outpouring of the Holy Ghost up here. I know people have already been filled with the Holy Ghost, renewed with the Holy Ghost. Uh, we know that uh, every, there's been a couple that have been restored and renewed in the Holy Ghost. Uh, and so we are grateful to what God is doing. But let me tell you something. There, there could be, maybe there was something going on. Maybe there, and maybe you've already been brought through it. And, but we're all in a battle. We're all in a battle. And that battle can be many different things. The battle can be a loved one. It can be a personal battle. It can be a battle, um, an emotional battle. It can be um, battles of family and husbands and wives. God bless you. Uh, there's battles of um, brokenness, broken homes, right? Broken relationships. There's just, there's all kinds of battles. And I don't know who and what all, all, all our battles are. But what I do know is I know the one that does every battle. And he's wanting to take you through the battle and bring victory. Today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Many of people said, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And some of us have been renewed today. Just know that there's a giant coming up. It's your next battle. I don't know what kind of a giant it will be, but there will be a battle. The biggest thing you need to understand is never quit. Never, never Never give up. And if you have to tell yourself three times, never quit, never, never, never give up. Tell yourself that. No matter what that storm is, no matter what that battle is, never give up. Never, never quit. Never give up. Never, never quit. The Lord is looking for you today and wanting to do a work in your life. Who will let him? God's given you the ability to fight the giant. And that's in your prayer closet. That's praying, seeking the face of God. Asking God for his help, his strength. I'm going to open the altar. I don't know if anybody will come, but I'm opening the altars today.
because God is doing a work. God wants to do a work. Amen. He said, who will let me? There's, there's people that need the Holy Ghost today, sitting in this house today. They need the Holy Ghost. They, they've been baptized in Jesus' name, but they've not been filled with the Holy Ghost. They need the Holy Ghost. If the Lord was to come back today, the Bible said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's a promise. So if you need the Holy Ghost today, you need to come, because the power and the giver of the Holy Ghost is here today. And he's very willing to give it to you. Worship with us. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hand. This is my confidence. You never failed me yet. Walking around these walls. Thought by now they fall, but you have never failed me yet. Waiting for change to come, knowing the battles won, but you have never failed me yet. Promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hand. This is my confidence. You never fail. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness.
I'll see. 